Johnson. Perez! Johnny Evans, what a header! Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes! Oh, there's magic in that right boot. You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Yes, welcome to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio after yet another Leicester City victory. Uh, It's becoming a common theme on a Monday to be talking about three points for the Foxes. Let's hope that continues this season. We've got a very busy show uh, tonight. We'll preview that game with Chelsea tomorrow. We'll check in with LCFC women and the development squad who are in action this evening. And of course, we'll talk about Kasper Schmeichel uh, and what he's done for Leicester City after making his 400th appearance for the club at the weekend. Before we do any of that, we've got to introduce our guests for this evening. And we've got a a brand new one making his uh, LCFC TV and LCFC radio debut, Ali Mocklin. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Very well, thank you. You'll uh, you'll be pleased, I'm sure, as as any of these guys are, with seeing how well Leicester are doing this season. Oh, it's just fantastic. It's not just the results, it's the way they're getting the results as well. You know, they're up there in merit and free free throwing, and you know, just and the nice thing for me is I was quite sceptical before because I, I thought we relied too heavily on, on on Vards for the goals, but they're coming from everywhere now, which is great. Yeah, it's becoming a common theme again, which is very good. The second of our three guests this evening, Tony Cotty, uh, joins us via Zoom. Hello, Tony. Evening, Dan. Evening, Ali. Evening, Matt. TC, TC you're right, mate. You yeah, up? I'm all good. All good. Another three points. We're well pleased for the boys. Yeah, very good. You were at Peterborough versus MK Dons, were you at the weekend, Tony? Good game? Uh, it was all right, Dan. Yeah, it was a bit of a good game. <laughs> At least they've got some goals, so uh, I can't complain too much. Yeah, exactly. And last but not least, Matt Elliott, we were talking on Saturday, the fact that it was 24 years since you signed for Leicester City. Oh, Today, is, marks, is still dragging we're on? We're still dragging on about this. Today marks 24 years since your debut for the club. Apparently so. I suppose it makes sense when you sign for the club, not long after you make, you make your, your debut, debut don't yeah. you? Hopefully, anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, like I said a couple of days ago, wonderful memories. I don't necessarily like being reminded of how long ago it was, but uh, c'est la vie, c'est la vie, I suppose. But um, yeah, I, I, you ask you well, memories of the day, yeah, of the day. Oh yeah, I can remember it very clearly. Um, that game in particular, <laughs> it, it evokes memories from the training the day before, actually, as much as the actual game itself. Because I signed for Leicester on the Thursday, just a steady training session on the Friday, coming from Oxford United uh, to to the. Leicester City in the Premier League and I thought okay it's going to be a level above in terms of the tactical and technical aspect of it and um, it proved not to be as big a gap as I thought because we literally on the Friday as proved to be the case every week we did a little five minute warm up we did 10 minute um, young v old game 10 minute one touch 10 minute two touch 10 minutes all in and that was it. The players walked off. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, the lads are in. We've got games to prepare for tomorrow. You know, maybe at least do set pieces and that. And then Steve Wolford, who was the coach at the time, he said, oh, hang on, lads, hang on. And he pulled them all back and they're all moaning, Lenny and all the boys. Like, what, what, what? We've finished training now. He said, just want to pick up on one particular thing. He says, he gathered us all on the outside of the penalty box. And he walked over to the far line. And he imitated to take a throw in. He says, big fella, takes a throw in, Vinnie Jones. And he walked all the way to the front post on the six-yard box. And he said, big fella, wins the header. He said, and they score a goal. 
He said, win the header against the big fella and you win the game. Now bugger off and go and get showered. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Tactics done. And then, lo and behold, we won the header against the big fella pretty much every day, every time on that day. And they kept a clean sheet and nicked the goal 1-0, Steve Claridge. And uh, welcome to Premier League football. And I thought this will do for me. It's not as difficult, as, yeah, yeah. difficult as people make out. Yes, yeah, so that was a 1-0 victory on that day. It was a 2-0 victory for Leicester on Saturday, Ali. And, and as we've, we've talked about, there's goals from everywhere now in this Leicester team. And, and James Madison and, and Harvey Barnes, two players have been brilliant this season, particularly Harvey Barnes were on the score sheet. Yeah, he's come to the fore. You know, uh, I, I read um, Rod, uh, Brendan's report about him. He just needed to be a little bit more selfish and um, a little bit more confident. And I just thought when he when he first came into the side, I think he was been overawed by Vards. He was getting into some great positions, and instead of being selfish and and hitting the target nine times out of ten, he would look to roll it to Vards because you know he's prolific in front of goals. And I, I kept saying to myself watching the games, just be a wee bit more selfish. Just be a little bit more selfish in those positions and you'll start t- telling up your own own goals. And he seems to be doing that now. And, you know, Brendan speaks very highly of him. As we all do at this moment in time, he, 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 looks, a, he looks a great talent. And I can see him in the England squad, you know, for a long, long time. Yeah, we'll talk a lot more about Harvey Barnes, particularly uh, later on in extra time. But just just a point on the game in general, Tony. Leicester probably weren't at their best, were they? Particularly in that that first half an hour to forty minutes. But they've done what they've done a number of times this season when they haven't been at their best. They've been able to get the result. Yeah, it's all about results, Dan. As we as we know in the professional game, you have to get the results. Um, I, I did watch the whole ninety minutes, but I saw the first half and I sort of saw the last fifteen minutes. And, uh, you know, what I saw in the first half was exactly what I expected, really. I mean, it's, it's a good Southampton team. They're in the top half of the Premier League. Got some good players, you know, dangerous players. And, uh, you know, Shea Adams, uh, Theo Walcott caused us a few problems, certainly in that first half, and made it difficult, which is what you would expect, you know. But, um, yeah, a really good uh, grinding performance. Not, not so much grinding, but in terms of the result, you know, hanging on in there, making sure you don't go a goal behind. You know, scoring a goal at a good point and then obviously sealing it towards the end. But, you know, when you can't play well in every game, Dan. It's absolutely impossible, particularly in the Premier League. As an individual and as a team, you know, you have games where it don't quite go for you. You know, you try your little flicks. And I felt in the first half that was a little bit of the case that wasn't quite keeping hold of the ball as much as they should have done. But, you know, they didn't concede. And then once they got into that second half, you know, it was a case of pushing on and getting the three points. Yeah, once they did get that goal, as, as Tony says... Yes, there were a few moments that Southampton had. Kasper Schmeichel had to be on guard a couple of times, didn't he? One very good save from Ryan Bertrand. There was the effort that hit the bar. Other than that, Leicester were, were relatively confident and, and probably should have made it two earlier than what they actually did. Yeah, and scoring the opening goal, as is usually the case, is huge, isn't it? And but particularly in a game like that, I think you know, it, it, it determines and it changes how you approach the rest of the game for both sides, really. And Southampton were sharper, um, more, more energetic about their play, really, and they were physical. They were snapping into challenges, weren't they? And Leicester, you know, it is something that uh, I think they need to look at because I, I've seen it like uh, not 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 many times, but occasionally it sort of pops up a little bit where you know you get the feel that the players know they're playing well and they're confident, and they think maybe subconsciously that they think that is enough for them, you know, because they've got the qualities they've had. Just need to keep reminding themselves, you know, it's, it's work rate and effort first and foremost, 
and then your ability will come out on top. And But th that's an attribute in itself, I think, for not being totally at the races uh, at the start. And Southampton were looking very dangerous in, in the first 25 minutes, half hour. But having that ability as a team to sort of recognise it within the game rather than go under and think, hang on, this might not be our night. They've actually up their level, didn't they? You know, they had a little bit of a word at half time. They taken the lead, which gave them a great boost. But I think they sort of realised themselves, looked round at each other, and thought, "Hang on, this isn't good enough here. We're going to have to up our game tonight because this is opposition are decent." And they should have known that from the start, but it took them a little while to react. And once they did, they never looked backwards, really, in my view. Yeah, get involved with the show if you're listening in or watching on uh, social media. You can uh, just put something in the comments section. I can read out some of the best ones. Patricia, good evening to you. She says, hello, everybody. Uh, great to see how Leicester are building in confidence and self-belief. Uh, and they're very lucky to have Brendan Rodgers. He has a great power and the player uh, respects that and he helps to motivate them. Uh, she's been talking about Brendan Rodgers there. Let's hear from the Leicester City manager then who was delighted with that performance against Southampton, especially after the first half an hour. But uh, yeah, we started the game too slow. We were a bit passive in that first 20, 25 minutes, and uh, you know, against a team that are aggressive and play lots of forward passes, we, we didn't get onto the second balls quick enough. We weren't pressing well enough. Um, but final 15, 20 minutes of the first half, we were then better, sustained the attacks better, got onto the second balls much better, and then we, uh, yeah, we, we then in the second half we looked better, a much better team. What about the timing of that goal? That must have been important just before half-time. Yeah, yeah, it was a great finish by James, but it just came from a really good period of play for five, ten minutes where we were up in their box, counter-pressing much better when it came out, and then Yuri plays a fantastic pass, and, and James is really good at that. Around the edge of the box, he rolls rolls defenders, and uh, I thought it was a, a really, really good finish from such a tight angle. Six games unbeaten, a really positive start to the new year. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, tonight was always going to be a tough game for us. I think everyone has seen Southampton, you know, and, and how tough they are to play against. They work very hard, they've got quality, and uh, they can score goals. But, uh, but I thought we should have had more than two. We've been a little bit more clinical and been a little bit more greedy. We could have finished better. Better options as well for you coming forward. Cags coming off the bench, Ricardo and Kengi's under on the bench. As the games are coming thick and fast, important these players start returning for you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very important. Um, like I said, it's, you want competition in the squad, and with the players being fit, then then of course that gives us that uh, competition. So, um, so no, really, really pleased with that victory, and, uh, and like I say, all the players will contribute between now and the end of the season. Harvey Barnes hitting his 10th goal of the season. I think he's his best scoring performance in a season already. What's been his turnaround this season in terms of that improvement in goals? Just confidence. I always felt that once he gets into the areas and then once he then scores goals, he'll get the, the feel for it and the bug for scoring. And I thought when he was away tonight, there was no doubt. Maybe uh, when I first came in, in that first 68 months, he, he, he would go and, and you wouldn't be, have that same confidence in him. But now when he's away, I, I fancy him to score in every game because he, he's getting into good areas and he's now getting that composure and he's, his numbers are, yeah, they're very, very good and, you know, we're only at the halfway point. The games as ever this season come thick and fast, another big test around the corner. Yeah, yeah, and no, we'll look forward to that. Tonight was really important, but so we go into Tuesday in real confidence, uh, playing against another very, very good team, and, uh, but we'll now recover, looking forward to analysing Chelsea and see... Uh, how we can pick a strategy to win the game, hopefully. 
Last one, Cashman Schmeichel making his 400th Leicester appearance. Mm. What kind of influence has he had in your time here? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been a big influence. Um, one of the top goalkeepers in the world, you know, to have played 400 games uh, here is a, is a great testament to his professionalism and his quality at such a great club. So, uh, yeah, delighted for him. He's kept a clean sheet on his 400th game and, uh, and obviously can celebrate with a win. Brendan Rodgers there giving his thoughts at full time yesterday to our commentator John Dunn. Derek Harris on Facebook says, I think Leicester City are on the threshold of greatness, especially when you consider the strength of their overall squad, which is probably the strongest in the country. Um, when you look at Leicester Alley and, and you look at the team and you look at the squad, we talk about it a lot on these shows, particularly about the strength in the squad, that Leicester have suffered so many injuries this season, yet are in the position that they're in, in in a number of different competitions. Yeah, funny funny um, take on, on on the league this year because a lot of the big clubs and I, I mentioned Leicester and that, that as well. You know, you look you look at the Man City uh, centre backs as well, the Liverpool centre backs. I think we're all going through that at the moment. If you just look at um, the Southampton side that we played on Saturday night, four big players for them: mm -hmm. Vestergaard, Redmond, Ings, and Romeo. You know, they would all have started, and thankfully for us. You know, we we won the game with, with them not playing because I just think Redmond and Ings, they've always troubled us. You know, apart from the thrashing we gave them, they they always they always uh, give us a bit of a problem. But uh, you still got to beat what's in front of you. It's a it's a, it's an old cliche in football. You can only beat what's in front of you, and and, and we're taking taking care of games relatively easy at times. And that's what will please Brendan Rodgers the most. Oh, for sure. And if you look at the bench now, and and you look at who's not on the bench, you know, and for whatever reason, Chowdhury and. You know, Demara Gray look as if you know they're looking to to progress the football and somewhere else at this moment in time. You know, for whatever reason, but we're just stacked with ability. I don't, I don't think I've seen the bench as strong. You know, from our perspective, for a lot of years, and you know, hopefully it's going to bear a lot of fruit moving forward. Yeah, hopefully so. Earlier, Ali was t was talking about Harvey Barnes. Brendan Rodgers said a lot of the same things that Ali was saying as well, and and particularly used the word confidence, and and that's clearly what he's got at the moment. Four goals in his last five, but across the whole season, he's been brilliant. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> Harvey's getting mentioned, well, not week in, week out, day in, day out, isn't he? You know, people are, are, are noticing him. They're they're highlighting him. They're excited by him, and they want to talk about him, rightly so. Uh, Potential-wise, you know, he's, he's got so much in front of him, hasn't he? And I think the point that Ali made there, I think that, that that's very valid um, in, in terms of, you know, playing alongside Jamie Vardy. He's, he probably initially sort of slightly in awe of him a little bit and he's, and he's focused, not focusing on him, but he, he's, he's in Harvey's mind a little bit. You know, what would Jamie like me to do here? What would this... And as he's becomes a little bit more mature or a little bit more independent he make his own decisions for himself really and i think uh, i think that that that's been seen as well with like brendan touched on it there you know because i've been a massive advocate of harvey for a long time now and again anyone who listens to this show will probably know that i was involved at the academy um during his development time, I'm not taking any credit for it in what any shape or form whatsoever. But I was, you know, had the pleasure of seeing that that whole age group coming through, the likes of Hamza and um, and Harvey and a good few others who were particularly good in that that year. But um, I always keep an eye out for him, and he can finish. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen it that we've seen it 
when he's been at other teams, in particular at West Brom, OK, the, the level of goalkeeping maybe goes up and defending a notch or two in the Premier League. But there are many situations where I've seen Harvey finish in those in those um, moments, but it wasn't quite clicking for him. And I think little by little, he's you know, rather than sitting there thinking. Tags mentioned it the other day, didn't he? Saying about it's interesting to see him. He's hitting the ball first time now more regularly than before. It was like might have a touch, and should I place this one or hit it, or should I try and assist someone else? Or by the time you've done that, it's too late. You know, instinctive reactions, and you're seeing it happen more naturally now because he's sort of getting a, you know, a greater inner belief in himself because he's got the ability, no doubt. Can you understand that, Tony? Obviously, being a, a former goal scorer yourself, just how much confidence can do for someone in those positions when they're through on goal and they just have the belief that they're going to score more, more times than they're going to not? I think it's the biggest thing in football, confidence, because, you know, you can have all the ability in the world, but if you don't have the confidence that you go into a game in a different state of mind. And, you know, I mean, the one thing Harvey has brought to his game now is the final ball, whether that's a cross or pass or the finishing that we've all been talking about. You know, the final ball's now come into his game. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, you asked about myself, Dan. I, I, you know, yeah, confidence is it's a massive thing. It really is a massive thing. And if you get a few goals going in the back of the net, then you, you get on that run and every time you get the ball, you know you're going to score. It works both ways. Obviously, if you fall out of confidence and you feel like you, you could stand out there with no goalkeeper, you still wouldn't score. But, you know, when you get that confidence, that feeling that when you run through, you're going to score. Yeah? The only question mark at the weekend was whether he was offside or not. It wasn't about whether he was going to score because as soon as he got the ball and ran through, I thought, right, there you go, 2-0, finish the game off. And that's exactly what he did. It was a, a very, very confident um, bit of finishing from him. I think he's now got past that stage where he's a young lad and you, you're a little bit sort of starstruck by other players. He's, he's gone past that now. He's now his own man. He's, he's fully worthy of not just the place in the Leicester team, but probably a place in the England squad as well. And that's how well he's developed. You know, he's a fantastic talent. He's only going to get better. Was he 23? I think you know we've, mm. we spoke about him before. He's a, he's a really, really good young player. But at the moment, you add the confidence to that young player who's got everything. You've got a hell of a player on your hands. I guess for you as well, Tony, when you see him in those positions and, and obviously you've covered a lot of games with us that maybe when he's not been as confident, when he's looked to pass, when he's looked to to take an extra touch, it probably frustrates you. Whereas now you're seeing him and, and it must give you a lot of joy that he is able to so confidently, so expertly finish. Yeah, absolutely. And I've really, really enjoyed watching him. Obviously, I, you know, I've been working with the club for a couple of years now, Dan, as you know, and I've just really enjoyed watching his development as a young young lad and you know you're looking at him you're thinking I know there's more that, that was the frustrating thing we were all looking you know there's more to mm. come you know that he can bring more to the table and you're just waiting for him to do it and now he's doing it and he's got the confidence as I said you know but I think when you you know when you first get into the team or when, if you're not playing with the confidence you my dad always used to go on about me about soft options he said when you when you're not when you're not got confidence you take the soft option so in other words you, you might run through and you might try a pass and you give the ball away but when you've got the confidence you run through you're not passing you know that the ball's going in the back of the net and that's where Harvey is with it so he's a real joy to watch at the moment I'm really pleased with him he seems a nice lad and he's certainly a very very good player yeah, another player, Ali, that's full of confidence clearly at the moment is James Madison. Again, he took his goals so well, didn't he? I'm glad you just touched on that because it was a question I wanted to put to Tony. Um, it's a great goal. You know, Brendan spoke about it. You know, it's really tight angle. 
but you know, just putting this this question to Tony. Tony, do you think the goalkeepers now they, they seem to come out and go down in one knee at that near post? De Gea does that quite a lot. You know, the the go down the crouch. You know, Schmeichel and you know all the goalkeepers stand big. You know, hit hit me in the face, hit me in the chest, whatever, and that. It's a, it's a kind of trait with modern-day goalkeepers now. They, they, they do things so much different. You know, I don't think you'd have, you'd have scored from that angle against some of the big goalkeepers back in the day, Tony. I don't know what, what's going through the goalkeepers' minds. Can you can you enlighten me on it? <laughs> well, all I can think of, Ali, is when, when the player's running through, particularly at a tight angle, invariably they, they're going to try and sort of drill it hard and low to the far post, which is what I like to do, just keep it... I always felt if you kept it low, the keeper's got less chance of saving the ball. Um, but you know it does frustrate me when you see players at that angle where James was. They they, they, they try a little side foot or something. You think, well, why are you side footing the ball? You're never going to score past the goalkeeper. Yeah. But I don't know why the goalkeepers do tend to sort of do that. It's like, it can only be to obviously protect that low shot, and and also it must be frustrating as well when when you stand up and the ball goes through your legs as a goalkeeper. That must must be frustrating. So if you sort of crouch down, you're trying to take that part of the game out of it. But I always think if you get in that angle where James was, and it was a fantastic finish, I think you've got to hit it. You've got to hit it as hard as you can. Yeah. And you've got to go high as well because of what you're saying about what the goalie's doing now. Yeah. And he, go ahead, I mean, the actual finish itself, there was only probably because of what you're both saying about the it's way the, the place he could do, put it. Yeah. The only place he could put it. Yeah. But why did you not ask me that question? <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think when he was when he was through, a lot of people were looking, oh, is someone at the back post for him to be able to drill across too? But at that stage, he probably looked up himself to thought, is that the option? But there was no doubt clearly in his mind that he was going for goal and, and that's how he had to go for I goal. Think, I think we've all spoken about it. You know, we're going back to Harvey Barnes. You know, Madison's got so much confidence, you know, he's, he's, he's got a little bit more arrogance than, than Harvey. You can see it in his game and he, he was only going to do one thing there. He's not looking to pass that. James, is, James has got that charisma about him. He, he, he's, he's roofing that, you know, and if the goalie saves it, then fair play to him, but he's gone for it. See, well, she was right. Yeah. He roofed it. He roofed it. Alice just backed him up. Yeah, put it into the roof of the goal and he roofed it. Yeah, I, did, I questioned Walshy on his, uh, his terminology, but he's just been backed up by Ali now. Uh, maybe it's a Kibworth thing. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, right, let's hear from uh, James Madison then, the goal scorer of Leicester City's first goal yesterday, again speaking to John Dunn. Yeah, brilliant. Three points and, and we move on. Um, Definitely was the best game for a neutral, to be honest. Um, bit of a cagey first half hour. I don't think we were great as a, as a team. Personally, myself, it's tough to get into the game because Southampton are such a solid team. They play in that four-four-two, and the wingers—they're not even really wingers. They're kind of like it's kind of like a four-two-two-two because the wingers come so narrow, and there's not much space in there. It was a, a cagey game that we had to, to kind of weather the storm. Not that there was a storm coming from Southampton, just kind of get through that tough period where we couldn't really get a foothold in the game and. The goal helped, came at a good time for us because the game was a bit stale. Um, quality pass from Yuri, great way to pass and managed to find a nice finish. So uh, that kind of sparks into life. And second half, I thought we battled really well and got on the second balls. Um, and deserve, deserve wins in the end, I think. You mentioned that lack of space, they closed you down so quickly. Difficult for you in particular to get onto the ball in that first half. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that in the build-up to the game, watch, watching the clips of Southampton, Obviously, we get given little iPads and stuff to watch the, the, the clips and the analysis of the opposition team and individual players. So, um, And you always find when Southampton play against a team, the, the creative players and the midfield, attacking midfield players of the other team 
find it hard to get into the game and get a lot of touches on the ball. So I kind of knew it was going to be a case of I'm not going to have 70 touches of the ball today, but it's about picking the right moments. And it's, it, was still, it was still tough because they worked so hard and it's about trying to outwit the opposition because they know what I want to do, the spaces I want to pick up, and I know that they're trying to stop that. So, um, But in the first half, I don't think we were brilliant in the build-up play um, and it weren't really that fluid. So uh, it was tough to get on the ball on a personal level, but a uh, great pass from Yuri, like I said, and, and, and managed to, to stick it away with a nice finish. So they're, and they're the moments that count, ultimately. It was another special James Madison goal. Your seventh of the season, is there any targets, anything you're aiming for? Um, short-term targets I set myself instead of long-term. I don't sit down and say, all right, I want... Some people might, and it's not the wrong way to do it. I'm, there's no right way to do it. You do what, what you want to do, ultimately. And I don't sit down and say, I want 10 or 15 goals this season, because then... If you go through a few games where you don't score, it can start playing on your mind and you think, oh, I might not hit my target. So I kind of try and set short-term targets and then if you hit them brilliant, if you don't move on, set a new target kind of thing. That's just how I work, but there's no right or wrong way to do it. But I'm, I'm hitting the short-term targets at the minute, I'm getting a good output. So, As a team, six games unbeaten, second in the league after 18 games. Nice little run that the club are going on and in a very good position going into the new year. Yep. Yeah, uh, important we kick on in the new year, and we've started we've started brilliantly to be honest. Um, we look solid. We've got a good good squad, a good training squad at the minute. We've got players coming back from injury. You've seen Cags come on today and was brilliant in the second half. Ricardo back on the bench, brilliant to see him in back in, in and around a matchday squad. Um, so yeah, we've got a good squad, good strong squad at the minute, um, and it's going to be important because we know how, how how quick the games come, especially when the Euro, Europa games come back around the FA Cup. We want to. We want to go far on that, we're taking that very seriously, so um, we're going to need everyone and we're in a good good run of form and hopefully that can continue. And a big game coming very quickly in the week against Chelsea. Yeah, they're all big games. Every, the next game's always the biggest game. Um, but yeah, Chelsea at home, another another tough game, a team that's in and around us and will be looking and have the same aspirations as us and what we want to achieve this season. So another game that we kind of enjoy tonight and then tomorrow we're back in, back in recovering, ready and ready in to go on Tuesday night, yeah. That's the unmistakable voice there of James Madison speaking after the win on Saturday. Craig Bennett, good evening to you. Craig says uh, Tony Cotty would have scored that James Madison goal, I'm sure he would have done. Uh, and Paul Dagnan says, don't forget Mark Albrighton, uh, yet another top performance. So let's not forget about Mark and, and let's talk about him, Matt, because he, he has been brilliant lately. Well, he certainly contributes, doesn't he? I think uh, the, the, the word you think of when... Um, you consider Mark Albrighton within the framework of the team. It gives them that balance, doesn't it? I think, you know, Brennan Rogers has spoken about his his industry really and his contribution to the team as a whole. Um, he has that link-up play with Vardy in particular and his his delivery from wide, etc. And he contributes on the on the assist front. Not too many on the actual goal-scoring front, although he did in the FA Cup, of course, recently. But yeah, his, his value. Uh, to the to the game you know, to the team is, is huge, isn't it? And I think uh, his work rate as well. I mean, how old is he? Thirty two, something like that. Mark is he? I might be doing him an injustice there, but he's absolutely the fit as a thirty one. Thirty one, fit as a fiddle, isn't he? You know, he, he's not particularly pacey, but he's you know he's a strong runner and just so persistent, and he wears opposition players down. And you know, works hard and helps out James Justin, but before you know it, he's contributing in other parts of the pitch. And uh, I, I didn't think, I, I thought his effort and commitment was 
was superb um, at the weekend. I didn't think it was his best game in terms of quality of delivery. There was a few times he tried to pick out Vardy in particular and he just got underweighted his pass on a few occasions. But but his all-round impact and effectiveness in the game is huge. And it, you've got that sort of player on one side and then you've got Barnes who bursts in and out of games and you've got such a mix. Then you've got Madison who can do what he does, you know, and obviously Vardy up top and Tillemans can contribute and get forward and score and he, he's running the show, etc. And then if that all fails, Wilfred's there to mop everything up and that's before you start talking about the defence. But Mark Albrighton is uh, he, he's very popular within the supporters, but sometimes there have been question marks about whether he should be in the starting lineup or not and he almost gets in by default. On on some occasions, but every time he appears, uh, he does a job for the club, doesn't he? And none more so than in recent games. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers uh, had his say on Mark Albrighton today in his press conference. If you missed it, he said he's an incredible role model for all of the players, and in particular our young players. The modern day winger uh, loves to show their skills, but maybe not so much of the dirty work. And that's exactly what um, Mark Albrighton does. Uh, Ali, we'll let you have the final say then on, on the game really on Saturday. And it's a more general point actually about the season. Jordan Blackwell. Uh, the Leicester Mercury journalist put this on his Twitter. He said, Leicester City this season, in the nine games in which they've scored first, they've won all nine. I had that in my notes. Of course <laughs> top, he did. Of course man. he did. He's come prepared. This yeah, season. I've come prepared. So, uh, yeah, but I'd, I'd like to just pick up, before I, before I generalise, I had uh, three names down on my, my pad tonight. Albrighton, James Justin and Harvey Barnes. And I put rejuvenated beside Mark Albrighton because at the end of last season, you know, I was starting to look at him and I thought maybe the pace of the game and, and stuff was starting to catch up with him. And he's come back into the side and he's a full-back's dream. You know, I played a couple of years at, at right-back when uh, when David Pleat came to this club. And the one thing you do want is a winger in front of you like Mark Albrighton because I'll tell you what, he can do some of the, the hard miles for you. And I think he's a credit to himself and, and his team. And whoever plays behind him must look at that team sheet and think, Thank God Mark's in front mm. of me today because he's going to do some of my hard miles for me and he's been sensational since he's come back in. What do you make of that that stat about the the scoring first in games and not drawing, not losing any? They've not dropped any points from uh, when they've scored first. Well, let's throw a name in. It's probably just helped every you know, to just to, to base that out. Johnny Evans, you know, the old character in there, the old international, you know, the, 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 the strong head, the, the, the wise head in there. You know, you can see him talking and, you know, organising his defence and every every game um, that progresses. And I, I would put that down. Not I'm not taking any away from the rest of the lads. It's a young squad there, but I think Johnny Evans has held us together on numerous occasions just with his experience. And he's been he's been fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Jerry Taggart, again, I'm sure, will be smiling yeah. somewhere. Well, we know exactly where he is. He's at Leicester City <laughs> uh, Football Club's training ground because the under-23s are in action. We've got loads more to do uh, on the show this evening, including previewing that game for the development squad this evening. We'll also check in with LCFC women. We'll talk about the game with Chelsea tomorrow. So we'll have to, uh, to put Saturday's game behind us now uh, and do the first of our... Uh,
uh, weekend trivia or the extra time teasers. Uh, because Ali Mocklin, you're new to the show, I'll, I'll describe it and describe it to those uh, fans at home that are new to this as well. Tony Cotty's got a wry smile. I'm not sure it's your favourite part of the show, this. Uh, basically, there's three pots. They're all done at random. You've got three questions each. We'll do one question each now. Um, and then the rest at the end of the show. So basically, Ali, would you like pot one, pot two, or pot three from the questions? Don't like odd numbers, I'll do two. Number two for Ali. Matt, one or three? One, please. Number one, and Tony Cotty by default is pot number three, uh, but we'll let you go first, Tony. Uh, these are all Casper Schmeichel-related, these first three questions. Uh, how many times has he won the Danish Footballer of the Year? Wow. Wow. Um... Four. No. No. Oh, well, what I was going to say, I forgot to say that you've got a chance to steal it, Ali. So Three. it goes round. Three. Uh-oh. Oh, we've got a dark Uh-oh. horse here, oh, I think. Oh, we're in trouble, Tone. <laughs> I think we've got a dark horse here with the uh He knew that before. Teasers. That's what's worrying. <laughs> That's a tick already for uh, for Ali uh, in, pot, uh, in question one. You can have your first question now. Uh, I want you to name me, Ali, three of the other clubs that Kasper Schmeichel has played for in his career. Now, this can include loan spells that he's had as well. Three clubs. Three other clubs other than Leicester that he's played for at some point in his career. Man City. <laughs> Pretending he's got to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds. Uh, ooh. Are you trying to suck us in here? No. Hey. Nah. <laughs> can't, can't do the third one. You might as well have a guess. Uh, B. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got a chance. All you need to do is give me one and you've, you've stolen County. Correct. Well done, very much by one. default, you get a point hey, what there. What were the others? Uh, the clubs are Man City, Notts County, yeah. Leeds United, yeah. the, the three permanent clubs that he was at. And then he's had loan spells at Darlington, Bury, Falkirk, Cardiff and Coventry. Really? Falkirk? Mm. Really? Yeah, I thought you oh. might have got it mad, for it? that one, yeah. Alex. Yeah, would... uh, right, finally, no, no, your question one, Matt, is uh, how many clean sheets have Kasper Schmeichel and Leicester <sighs> City kept so far this season? <sighs> Let's go. I'm going eight. Not too many, in it? Tony Cotty, chance to steal? Yeah, I'm guessing then uh, seven. Uh oh. Six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, eight. Cheers, TC. It's always the way. It's always the way. Cheers, T. Right. We have to. You got another couple of questions each at the end of the show to look forward to, but currently Ali Mocklin has a 2 1 lead over Matt. Uh, right, who's the fox then? Um, we thought we'd involve Casper Schmeichel in this, but that would have been too easy for it to be Casper Schmeichel. Kalechi Nacho! <laughs> a little ode to Steve Walsh there. Uh, yeah, we'll get it on screen for you now. Oh, um, nobody, don't, don't shout out if you know the answer. This is one for. Uh, for those of you watching at home, so do uh, get involved with the show, have a guess, leave your comments and your guesses in on Facebook and on Twitter. Who you think, uh, who's that fox there? Uh, well done to Craig, incidentally, for saying Notts County for getting one of uh, Casper's former clubs. Right, tomorrow then, Chelsea, Matt Elliott. Yes, big game. Big, game. big, big game, isn't it? I think uh, Leicester probably going into it favourites. You would think. I mean, uh, that, you haven't said that too many times, have you, when Leicester have come up against Chelsea? But, uh, you know, I think it's a fair enough comment to, to go into it. There's no reason for them to get 
<laughs> overconfident though, is there? You know, the, the com complacency that we've spoken about, you know, different times in the season and the players are aware of not letting that creep in and uh, it certainly won't be against Chelsea, will it? Because, you know, despite their indifferent performances and you know, patchy results, there's still bags of quality. I've heard it numerous times said about Chelsea over the years, you know, oh, they're not quite what they used to be. But you look through their squad, it's absolutely ram full of class performers, really. And that's the case at the moment. OK, there might be a bit of a gelling process uh, going on there, but... You know, they'd want no better place to turn their fortunes around and really click into gear than against Leicester City because it, it, it's huge for them um, in terms of you know, if, if Leicester, I think it's six points between Leicester and Chelsea at the moment, isn't it? You know, that, that in itself is a problem. But if Leicester were to get the win, nine points clear, then you really are talking, you know, that, that, that's some gap to make up even over the course of half a season. And... Um, Champions League is their target and they're well away from it at the moment so they're going to be giving it their absolute all and I'm sure Leicester will be you know, rec recognition um, aware of the challenge that is coming up against them and, but re really it, it makes for a great game I think because you know, Leicester we know Leicester can be flexible that they're learning different ways to play games and win games and that's part of their, their development and uh, they may need to do that against Chelsea. They're becoming very good at managing the games, but but both sides, you know, are going to be coming, looking to win the game and play well, aren't they? So good ingredients for a good contest. Yeah, and one big incentive, uh, Tony Cotty, that Leicester City have if they win against Chelsea tomorrow evening, they go top of the Premier League. Yeah, not that they really need it. I mean, it's it's one of those games that takes care of, care of itself. I think you know Chelsea at home has always been a big game for the club and. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough game. But yeah, great. If you win the game, you go top of the league. But I think that, that, you know, the boys will just be concentrating, get those three points without worrying too much about going to the top. If you want to go top of the league, do it in the last game, Dan. That's the best <laughs> time to go to the league. But uh, it's, 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 going to, it's going to be a tough game. I've seen quite a lot of Chelsea this year. Um, had a really good start to the season. But, uh, you know, I, th I think one of the, the biggest problems Frank's had is, is just knowing what his best team is. He's got such a, an array of talent. He spent, they spent a lot of money in the transfer window and uh, there's a lot of good players arrived at the football club. But I, I'm not sure he knows what his best team is at the moment. And also from a forward point of view, um, you know, I don't think he knows which what's his best centre forward at the moment. You know, uh, Verma's gone through a, a tough time. Giroud's still a good player. Tammy Abrahams is sort of a bit inconsistent. So they've not really had anyone leading the line, all of which is good news for Leicester, of course. Because uh, you know they come to the game. I know they won at the weekend, but they've been in pretty pretty poor form before that. So it's a, it's a, probably a good time to play Chelsea. Well, let's get the thoughts then from inside the Leicester City dressing room and their informed forward Harvey Barnes knows it'll be a tough test against Frank Lampard's side. We always know it's going to be a tough game against them, and in a way they've got a similar setup to us, where they've got a lot of young players within the squad and. You know, for us, it's, it's a great competition. They're a team that are in and around us in the league, so it's, it's always going to be a competitive game. And, you know, these are the games that we feel this year that, that we can win. So um, we're going into this game very positive. They've had some very good moments this season, Chelsea, but they've also had some not-so-good moments. Does, does that inconsistency make them quite a hard team to prepare for? Yes, I suppose in a way you don't know which team's going to turn up. Um, so I think you've just got to prepare you know, make sure you're fully prepared for whatever they bring, um, whether they bring their A game or not. Um, 
we've just got to do what we do best and, and approach the game as we do. Um, like I say, they've been a bit up and down, but I think that's bound to happen. You know, they're still still getting to know each other. They've got new signings this year, so um, it'll take a little while for them to click. But for us, we can just focus on ourselves and make sure you know, when we get to the to the kickoff, um, we're fully prepared. Yeah, I think that's the way that they'll be looking at Ali, won't they? As, as Matt says, probably potentially on paper with the way things are going, Leicester favourites going into the game. I agree with Matt on that one, and I also agree with the way TC. That was one of the things that I was thinking. TC's just said it. I don't think Frank knows his best eleven. Uh, I think he's got. To, I think he's got to go back to basics. Frank. He's he's had some multi-million-pound signings. They're obviously talented individuals. You know, the world-class players, but they're, they're not. They're, they're not igniting the Premier League at this moment in time. Um, if I was Frank, I, I would certainly start with Giroud. Probably more times than not. You know, he's played at the highest level, he's played in World Cups and stuff like that. He holds the ball up tremendously well, you know, up up top and he can bring he can bring the runners in. So uh he's permutating, you know, I am not trying to tell Frank how to do his business, but I just think he's permutating too many times. He's just got to, he's got to pick what he thinks in his head's his best eleven and get him a run of games. Because I, I, if I was a squad player or a a player at Chelsea, you wouldn't know from one Friday night to the next Friday night if you're going to be starting. I think the only one that, that guaranteed a game is Mason Mount, and everybody else is kind of sc- scrambling for places. So I think I think he needs to instill that in his in his team and his players, and say, you know, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to, I'm, we're going to have, we're going to have a run of games together, bar an injury or suspension, and we'll get ourselves get ourselves where we need to be. Yeah, big game tomorrow against Chelsea. It's an 8.15 kickoff, which means Match Day Live on LCFC TV will start at 6.45. So do tune in for that. One of Ali's former teammates, Simon Grayson, one of the guests as well for that. We've been speaking about Harvey Barnes. He's an academy graduate, of course. The development squad, his old side, you could say, for Leicester City are in action tonight. They're playing Manchester United's under-23s. And our commentator this evening, Nick Walsh, has all the details of tonight's clash, as well as the latest team news. Thank you, Dan, and a very big welcome to the spectacular, breathtaking new Leicester City Football Club training ground. This evening, the host for Premier League 2 Division 1 and the visit of Manchester United. Don't forget, kickoff is 7 o'clock. You can catch all the action on lcfc.com with myself and, of course, fans' favourite former defender and Northern Ireland international, Jerry Taggett. Confirming two changes this evening from the 4-2 defeat by Tranmere Rovers, Dan. So, Sidney Tavares, the young Portugal prospect, injured in that defeat last Wednesday in the Papa John's Trophy. He misses out altogether. Harvey Godsmark, Ford drops to the bench. There is a return this evening for Kania Yashabella. And Darnell Johnson is welcomed back into the back four after his loan spell at Wigan ended. So the starting 11, Jacob Stolarczyk, Vontae Daly-Campbell, Johnson, Dara O'Connor, Shane Flynn, Callum Hume, Yashabella, Jake Wakelin, Callum Wright, Thanoat Swen, Chitawan, and the focal point of the attack for Steve Beagleholz youngsters this evening is Ali Regba. It's Leicester City under-23s against Manchester United under-23s. Kick-off is 7 o'clock. Yes, thanks very much to Nick Walsh uh, there. He has commentary, as he said, alongside Jerry Taggart. Uh, that will be following us straight away, so do head over to lcfc.com slash TV to watch that game for free. Uh, LCFC women continued their incredible recent run with a 2-1 victory over Liverpool in the FA Women's Championship yesterday to ensure they remain three points clear at the top of the table. Here's their manager, Jonathan Morgan. Yeah, we did. Um, I mean, the one thing about our girls is that they never stop. 
Um, they will keep going. They will dig deep from, from minute one to minute 90. They're never out of a game. And I think we've shown that on, on a number of occasions, to be honest, especially early on in the season when we, with the, the draws we did with Sheffield and Durham, um, we've hit the ground running. And I think obviously today again showed how well we are um, from behind. And I think it just shows you our personalities and our mentalities as a team and the belief we have that we can keep go going to get the win. Liverpool had taken the lead early in the first half in that one before Natasha Flint scored yet again, this time from the spot just before the break. Uh, the game looked as if it was going to end in a draw until Charlie Devlin slotted home expertly in the final 10 minutes to make it seven wins in a row in the league. Yeah, it's been a long week, three games, three wins, but um, yeah, we, we had a game plan, you know. We knew what we was doing, you know, everyone put a shift in, everyone was excellent and um, yeah, we just got to look to the next game now. And is that now kind of the basis for the rest of the season, just trying to get three points if you can in every game? Yeah, I mean, we've all got high standards now. We're not going to let it slip, you know. There's great energy around the camp, so we've just got to keep it up. Yes, well done to Charlie Devlin, to Jonathan Morgan and all of the LCFC women uh, group as they're still top of the league in the FA Women's Flying, Championship on their promotion push. Yes, well done to them. Hopefully they can keep it up uh, this season. Kasper Schmeichel, though, made his 400th appearance for Leicester City. Tony, 227 of those in the Premier League. He's kept 70 clean sheets in the top flight and, and what a signing he's turned out to be for this football club. Yeah, he's been fantastic, and uh, you know I've just I've really enjoyed watching him in goal. I've got to be honest, you know, from the moment he joined the club. Um, I mean, obviously there's there's big similarities with his dad, who you know I played against, and was probably the best goalkeeper I played against in, in my career. Um, but you know, Casper, it, it must must have been hard for him, really. You know, with with the with your dad, and he's such a great goalkeeper, and you're always being compared to to your father, you know, you, you've got that extra challenge as well. It's hard enough to be a, a goalkeeper, but to come in when, and having to live up to all those reputations, you know, he, he's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed his, his time at Leicester. I think he's been an incredible goalkeeper. I think he's, he's certainly one of the best in Europe, in my opinion. And uh, I'm just really pleased that Leicester have got him, you know, because there must be clubs. If you're, if you're a big club, so-called top six club or whatever you want to call them, and you're looking for a, a top goalkeeper, you would surely have to look at Casper Smeichel. That's how good he is. He's a fantastic goalkeeper, and uh, let's hope we can keep him at the club for many, many years. 400 games is a great achievement. Yeah, you played a lot of games, obviously, for, for Leicester City, didn't you, Ali? And, and for Casper Schmeichel to do it, particularly during this era, is is an incredible achievement. He's, he's superb. Um, you know, taking everything into consideration, what goalkeepers have got to do now, come out, play from the back and that, he's pro. When he first came to the club, I, I could not believe how good a striker the ball is from his laces. You know, OK, if he comes in for a little bit of criticism, but the criticism is only because he sets such high standards with the ball at his feet. He is he is fantastic. He can ping yeah. a ball. When he sets off a counter-attack, oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It? You know, his distribution is, is second to none from a goalkeeper's perspective. I, I, just, I, I just love watching him strike the ball. I, I think, Ali, I, I don't know what you do how you consider it but I think when he on his short game and he tries to be a little bit intricate worries me yeah sometimes <laughs> oh, not quite sure but when he keeps it over a distance yeah. like you say it's unbelievable those volleys on the, on the side yeah, yeah it's, a, it's oh. a new technique goalkeepers use where they spin the ball up and, and bring the hip up and you know ping it out to, the trajectory of the ball is unbelievable but it's his 50-60 it's his yarders you know the yeah. diagonal ones he just he just puts it when Mares was here he was just putting it on Marius was pulling it at the sky. It was just 
It was a joy to watch. Absolute joy to watch. Yes, yeah, a good bonus, the fact that the goalkeepers are good at kicking. Obviously, their main job to, to stop <laughs> uh, shots coming in, and, and he's doing that so well this season, isn't it's, he? That, that save from Bertrand yesterday, we, we talked yeah, about it a little yeah. bit, Straight but I've watched it wrist, again yeah. since. It's, it's a brilliant yeah, it's save. Yeah, it's a great save. He's got, he's, got he's got strong hands. He spreads himself really well. He's very he's very agile. It's, it's, a, strong, it's a strong side to his game. Shot stopping, he's, he's, he's one of the most agile goalkeepers I've seen. There's obviously a lot of very good Kasper Schmeichel moments during his 400 games. Title winning probably yeah. is, is the is the top, isn't it? I think those two saves in the, the Champions League against Sevilla home and away. Yeah. For him, probably as, as moments, maybe the standouts, would you say? Well, yeah, well, he's had you know, penalty shootout success for, for club and country, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, heroic moments for goalkeepers. But generally, I, I don't know, I suppose it's, it's more difficult to pick out moments for goalkeepers rather than, say, for instance, Jamie Vardy. Um, but it, it, just his general standard. I mean, I, I, believe it or not, he's, he's had critics, I suppose everyone has, over a period of time. But, you know, people, oh, he's maybe not comes and claims enough crosses, etc. But um, <laughs> Leicester, you know, fortunate to have such a high-quality keeper for such a long amount of time. But... Um, yeah, he's he's a big personality. He's a big character as well within the squad, isn't he? It's not just his performances on the pitch. You know, as a result, you see him as captain. And probably a lot of people maybe didn't see that in the early stage of his time here. But um, it looks like you know he's developed not just his game but his personality as well. And uh, yeah, he's he's um with Ali. He's a top class goalkeeper, isn't he? You know, Brendan Rodgers says he's one of the top ones in the world. Who are we to argue? Well, exactly, and. That the Rashford save earlier in the season. Yeah, again, that, we spoke about. Well, to be that. fair, over recent times, that's the one that springs to mind yeah. for me. Yeah, we were talking about the strength of yeah. hands, wrists, etc. That was incredible. We were talking about Harvey Barnes earlier, and, and when he's through on goal, you're now assuming he's going to score. Mm. In a weird way, with Casper Schmeichel, it's the same. If if an opposition player is through on goal. You expect Casper yeah. Schmeichel to be able to make the save. Well, it's depending on the situation, I expect him to have a chance. Yeah, yeah. You, you never give up the ghost, do you? And think, oh, he's clean through. That's it. We're one nil down. You know, you think, oh, he's still got Casper there. So, uh, yeah, and the last percentage of the time he produces, and I, I assume and certainly hope that he'll carry on producing for a few more years yet. Yeah, he's, he's at that age, Tony, isn't he? For for a goalkeeper, I guess it's it's a lot different for outfield players but you expect as Matt says he can carry on going he's 34 he's got a lot more years in him hopefully here at Leicester yeah I think um, if you look at the, the top goalkeepers that has been over the years you know many of them have, have gone on to play until their sort of late 30s even 40 years of age so you know he, he's still in the prime of his career in my opinion I think Leicester is certainly going to get a, at least a good three years out of him maybe four years who knows or as long as he wants to play but you know, he's just been consistently so good, and that's what I like about him. You know, he's a great shot stopper. The boys have spoke about his distribution. You get that all-round goalkeeper's game, and you know, the world of goalkeeping's changed since we played. You know, the definition of a goalkeeper was stopping shots and sort of, you know, basically standing in your six-yard box. But now, I mean, they've got to be uh, an all-round footballer as well. You know, they've got to they've got to be able to play with the ball at their feet. And they've still got to be able to do all the things that goalkeepers have always had to do. So, you know, Casper does it fantastically well. And uh, like I say, it'd be nice to think that we can still get another three or four good years out of him before he uh, decides to retire or go back to Denmark or whatever he wants to do with his life. 
Yes, hopefully so. Kasper Schmeichel uh, appears in our Who's the Fox uh, this evening, but he isn't the answer. We've had lots and lots of guesses for our Who's the Fox this evening. Lots of wrong guesses, a couple of correct ones. Not too many correct ones, though. Uh, Pedro guessed Matty James. Nope, it's not him. What? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, why is that that surprise? It doesn't look anything like Matty James to me. Uh, we've got a few guesses. Pedro Chris- started a bit early, hasn't he? Christine. <laughs> uh, a few people, including Craig on Facebook, have guessed Christine Fuchs. No, it isn't Christine no. Fuchs. Uh, Naomi Warrington, though. Uh, well done to you on Facebook. You've got it correct. You think you've got it as well, Matt? I think I do. But I don't want to look a fool and get it wrong. Go on. Anyone else want to guess? No, you can guess this evening. I think it's Big Wes, isn't it? Well done. It is Wes Morgan. So yes, well done uh, to a couple of people on Twitter and uh, to Naomi Warrington as well uh, on Facebook uh, for getting that correct. Uh, well done as well if you didn't comment and I you just have an idea who it was. You do not oh, get a point for it. I need it. You need it. Well, Ali Mockland takes a 2-1-0 lead. Sorry, Tony, going into the, uh, yeah, the, the final. <laughs> the final teasers uh, for this evening um, so same as what we were doing before Ali you've each got uh, random questions to answer uh, Tony went first last time didn't he so um, Ali you can go first with your question number two uh, how many points does Sheffield United have five. Oh, he's too good the man yeah. <laughs> since we're getting a debut win here for, uh, for Ali Mockland yeah. Emotionless, wasn't it? <laughs> That's Bye. a good sign. That's a good sign, isn't it? Um, Computing in there. <laughs> uh, Harvey Barnes is enjoying his uh, best season, you could argue, in a Leicester City shirt, certainly in terms of goals. Uh, name two of the three clubs he's had loan spells at. Oh, I'm happy career. with that. I'm happy yeah. with that. I said it earlier, didn't I? I'm already putting a tick down. So Barnsley, West Brom, Milton Keynes. Well done. You got all three for good measure. Thank you. I thought if Matt Elliott picked pot number one, he was definitely getting that one correct, as he did. Right, it's 2 2 nothing, Tony. Um, I don't want to put the pressure on, but you do need this one. Um, <laughs> you seem to always get the European questions as well, unfortunately. Uh, Lionel Messi yeah. was sent off yesterday as Barcelona Ooh. lost the Spanish Super Cup final to which club? I must admit, I wasn't watching the game yesterday then. So, uh, Barcelona... Um... Athletic Madrid. Mm. Bill. Oh, he knows it. He knows, he knows it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Uh, to I didn't Ali, see that myself, Tony. As, as I said, you keep getting those European ones when you don't want them. Right. Four two zero going into the, uh, the oh. final round of questions. Uh, who hasn't gone first yet? You haven't, have you? No. No. So your final question is: Who scored twice for West Brom as they beat rivals Wolves Pereira. on Saturday? the pressure on Ali going into these uh, final questions. Can you see him? He's quaking in his boots over there. (laughs) (laughs) But Tony, can you register a point? Come on. Uh, Who is the current top scorer in the Premier League? Mo Salah. Well done. Hasn't scored in four games, but he is still the top scorer. He's having a poor season, isn't he? Uh, Top top goal scorer. (laughs) Ali, you get this and you've won the quiz on debut. So, again, no pressure. Ben Chilwell and which other Leicester player we're on the score sheet in Leicester's 2-2 draw with Chelsea at King Power Stadium last season. Say that again, please. So Ben Chilwell and which other Leicester player were on the score sheet in the 2-2 draw with Chelsea at King Power Stadium last season? N'Golo Kante. 
for Leicester. Mm. The Leicester. Well, that's your answer, but it's for Leicester. Oh, he's misunderstood the question yeah. there, hasn't he? Well, you no, can have. You go, you go, go on. You can have. You can have no, one you of the guesses. No, go on. Okay, pass it on to you if you get no, it. No, Ali, have one because you get it wrong. It'll not yeah. run off the list. That <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's why. That's why he's putting it. <laughs> I know it. Oh, who scored? You'll have been working on the game. I know. I know. Two-two. Great game. It got. Because Rudiger got two, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I can remember all the others, not him. Uh... Oh. TC smile and look. No, I don't. I don't mean I'm going to get it. Oh, come on. I don't run out of time. I'm going to get a shout. Start. Five seconds. Yeah, start the watch. Oh, it's gonna pop me start in. the watch. Come on. Three. Oh, three. I'm going to go for the obvious one, Vardy, but I'll never get it. You got it, Tony. You might as well have a guess. Madison. James Madison. No, it was Harvey Barnes. I thought with all the talk, oh, he cut in against James, didn't he? Yeah, did you? Yeah. Oh no. Then I thought yeah. one of you would have been able to get it. I thought we can't mention Harvey again. He's been on all night. <laughs> no, but it's a it's a win for Ali on debut. So well done, Ali. We'll definitely have to have you back after that. Winning the extra time teasers there over Tony Cotty and Matt, Matt says no. Elliot. What's that? What's that? <laughs> well, we said we'll have to have him back again. No, 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 no. no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's too good, isn't he? He's the new stat man. You and Roberts will be quaking in his face no, now. it's great to see you, Ali. Yes. It's been, been too long, mate. Yes, thank you very much for coming on, Ali. Yes, we'll, uh, we'll have you again, I'm sure. Matt Elliott, as ever, thank you. You'll be uh, working tomorrow for the Chelsea game. 6.45 start, match day live on LCFC TV. And finally, thank you as well, Tony Cotty, as ever, for joining us this good evening. Boy. Have a good yeah, Monday evening. Too,